Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Hey there, everybody. This is Heather Mulder. I am so happy to have you. I cannot believe we're already on episode number 98. And just so you know, in two more episodes, we are at 100. And for the 100 mark, I have something a little different, a little bit special in store. So I hope that you tune in. But today we are, we're talking about positioning. How do you position yourself? So we're going to talk about what I mean by positioning, why it's important, and the things I want you to start thinking about so that you can position yourself in the best way possible. Okay, so number one, what do I mean by positioning? So you might be thinking when I say, how are you positioning yourself? Okay, marketing, right? Yes, of course. How are you positioning your marketing if you are a private practice lawyer or a business owner? That obviously is one way in which you position yourself. How do you show up online? How do you show up in advertisements? How do you, you know, what do you say? What's the vibe? You know, that type of thing. That is a piece of your positioning puzzle. But More than that, it's how are you showing up each and every day at work, with clients, with colleagues, if you're in-house, you know, with those that you report to and the people who report to you, how do you show up every single day? That's really what positioning is about. So we last week had Stephanie Marone on the podcast to talk about lawyer marketing tactics, and especially her area of expertise, which is LinkedIn. And I highly recommend that if you have not listened to last week's episode, you go back and listen to it. Regardless of whether or not you are a private practice lawyer, an in-house lawyer, or not even a lawyer at all, because she talks about how to utilize LinkedIn, not just from a marketing and sales perspective. Yes, everything she talks about helps you to grow your business, to sell more, right? But it's also about how you position yourself online, how you show up online. And the reason this is so important, the reason we're talking about positioning is something we mentioned last week, and it's branding. So branding isn't just about a logo and colors and what's on your website. That's a small piece to the puzzle. Branding is also about your own personal brand, not just your company's brand, but you, your personal brand. And that's where positioning is really important, the type of positioning that I'm talking about today. So positioning is does come into play if you own a smaller or mid-sized law firm and you are like head of the practice and you're trying to figure out how to position the firm. All of this also applies to that. But I'm really looking at this today from the perspective of individual positioning and individual branding, how you choose to show up at work when you serve others and also online 
is directly going to play into your personal brand in how others perceive you. Because at the end of the day, your brand isn't really how you see yourself. It's how others see you. It's how others describe you and the work that you do in how you show up. Now, you have control over that to some extent through your positioning. You don't have 100% control because you don't always know how others will take things. But your positioning and how you choose to show up every single day is going to play into your brand. And it is the thing that you control that you want to take control of. And so no matter where you are, whether you're a lawyer or not, whether you're in-house, whether you're in the government, whether you are in private practice, you want to think about, well, what do I want my personal brand to be? That's step number one. What is your brand currently and what do you want it to be? And what is the gap in between the two? That is going to help you better position yourself. So the question becomes, how do you figure out what your actual brand is? Well, start looking to others because it's whatever they say it is at this point in time. It's not what you want it to be. It's not what you say it is. It's what they say it is. It's what they say you show up, how you show up, what they think of you. Why do they come to you for advice? Why are you the go-to for certain things? What are you the go-to for? Like all of that plays into what your current brand is. So Start paying attention. Ask colleagues, especially those that you can trust, to be honest with you, but in a kind way, both positive and negative, that can give you the constructive feedback that you need so that you can get a better understanding for how others currently perceive you. Now, you're going to want to look up, sideways, and down. And what I mean by that is if you are not the head honcho, and most of you aren't, you want to go up. Like, who do you report to? Who is your boss or who are your bosses? Who are the people that you typically report to? Figure out how they perceive you and then figure out the gap for where you, how you want to be perceived versus how they perceive you. Then look equally to colleagues who are on equal footing with you. And then also if you have clients, right, figure out how they perceive you versus how you want to be perceived by them. And then if you have those who report to you directly, you need to figure out how they perceive you versus how you want to be perceived so that you can figure out how to best change how you're positioning yourself in all three areas. Now, a note about this. My recommendation is that you have congruence. What do I mean by that? You want your positioning to be the same or very similar, no matter who you are looking towards, right? Whether you are serving somebody up above you or a colleague that's on equal footing with you, or we're talking a team member who reports to you, you really want congruence. Even though you are playing a different role with respect to each person or each type of person, congruence is best. And congruence really only works if you're truly you and you're more authentic, And I talked about authenticity and what that really means. It's not about sharing too much information, by the way. 
and, um, you know, how to be more authentic in like your marketing efforts when building a book of business. In a recent episode last, when, like last fall, towards the end of 2022, and I specifically talked about it in respect of how to build a book of business in a down economy. So if you didn't hear that, you may want to go back and listen to it, regardless of whether you're in private practice or not, because all of those things help in your positioning. The things that I talked about are very helpful for growing a book of business really in any economy, but they're also helpful for showing up as your best self as you in a very authentic way, but also as your best self in an authentic way. And so I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode because it's going to help you be more congruent, which means people really see you fully as you, as your best self in the way that you want to be showing up. And there's no disconnect there. So if you ask somebody you report to versus somebody who might report to you, or if you ask a client versus somebody who reports to you, how they perceive you, that they say very similar things, that one group doesn't see you very differently than the other. That is my personal recommendation. So again, positioning, we're talking about how you market yourself individually, whether it's to grow your business or how you market yourself also to people who you want to come ask advice of you, who you want to be seen in a particular light. Like if you want them to think of you, you want you want to be the go-to for some reason. You're marketing yourself, right? And you do this in-house as well. You market yourself. You want to you want to be seen as a particular type of person. Uh, so that the right people come to you with questions, so that they think of you for the type of projects that you want to be on. And this is the same for those of you in private practice who are not yet at the level where you're growing your own book of business. You want to be p marketing yourself to fellow colleagues that are a little bit ahead of you, whether it be a senior associate or a partner slash shareholder, so that you can you know, be the person they want to go to for the type of work that you would like to be doing. So this isn't just when I talk about marketing positioning, think bigger. Don't just think in terms of growing a book of business. There's more to it than that. The other piece would be, you know, your networking positioning. How do you show up when you're networking, when you're at an event, be it in-house, you know, wherever you are working, versus externally when you go to an actual conference or professional association or wherever. How are you positioning yourself? Do you show up in the same way when you're at these events that you do in your day-to-day -day relations with fellow colleagues and clients? Or do you show up differently because you think of it differently? So I see this a lot, especially in my more introverted people out there. I get a lot of introverts as clients. And it's funny because I think a lot of people out there think that we lawyers are all very extroverted, and that is actually not the case. In my experience, I think there are actually more introverts than extroverts um, when it comes to those of us who are lawyers. And just because you're introverted, if that is you, does not mean you are not good at networking, you are not good at business development. And in fact, I have found that oftentimes introverts can be much better at it than extroverts when they really put their minds to it. Now, if you're extroverted, 
doesn't mean you're bad either. It's just that you have different things that you need to focus on. So extroverts tend to really take over a room, be more bombastic. People are drawn to them, all great things. The problem is if you're an extrovert, you want to be better at listening. Extroverts tend to talk more than listen and you want to kind of flip that script. Whereas an introvert can more easily come, you know, into the situation with a plan to ask some key questions and really open your ears and listen and not do a lot of talking, well, that's they're more comfortable with that. So that's a little bit easier. So that is an actual networking kind of tip that I have for you. If you are more introverted or even extroverted, the way that you want to show up and position yourself at a networking event isn't to be the wallflower, isn't to just go talk to the people you already know. The whole point for networking is getting out there and talking to people you don't know or you don't know as well or that you need to get in front of, right? And so you want to be able to do that. So how do you position yourself? Well, come armed and prepared. I talked about this again back in that episode where I talked about how to build a book of business in a down economy. We talked about you got a network. It's about building relationships. Well, regardless of why you're networking, those tips are going to help you in any situation. And it helps you to show up more authentically again as yourself so that you can actually be there and get to know people and listen to them and then get to know them better, and then be there to serve them when something opens up that you can help them with, okay? So marketing positioning, networking positioning, and then also your day-to-day work positioning, how you show up at the office every single day, not just with clients, not just with the people who you in your eyes matter the most, clients, people above you, more senior than you. I'm also talking about team members. I'm also talking about support staff. I'm all, you know, how do you show up? How are you positioning yourself? It's time to get really honest about that and ensure that there is congruence across all levels. Maybe you think it doesn't matter that much, but I'm telling you, it does. There is only so far you will go within any organization without the congruence. Because people will eventually see that you're not right for a particular promotion if there isn't congruence. If you treat everybody similarly, if everybody sees you the same, then they're all going to say, oh, they show up fully as the same person everywhere. And hopefully you want that. You want everybody to be able to say that about you. So That's why congruency is so important, and that's why it's so important to not just look at it from the marketing versus networking versus day-to-day work perspective, but also look at the varying groups of people and how they see you. So once you do that, what are the things that you need to start changing or looking at, you know, in how you show up? What am I talking about? How you show up? How you position yourself? Well, Some of it is simply the language you choose to use, both in meetings, when talking one-on-one with clients, colleagues, people who report to you, support staff, etc. And then also the language that you use online. Again, all of that really should be congruent. You don't want to show up online differently than you show up in person. So... (laughs) 
something that I learned early, early on when I first decided I was going to start this business. It was while I was still practicing law. And it took me a little while, but I realized my best writing, I started writing. I had a blog, right? My best writing was the writing that I did where I felt like I was speaking to an individual. I would imagine one person who needed to hear the message I was writing about, and I would speak to them. And when I did that, I realized that that was my voice. Like somebody would read it and say, I, it's like you're talking to me. It sounds like you, Heather. That's congruence. My written word was no different than how I would show up and talk to people. Now, sometimes it wasn't, you know, quite as casual, but it was still pretty casual and, and pretty conversational. I will say I've gotten more conversational in my writing and my writing style over time. That is a skill to be developed. So don't worry too much about, you know, do I sound too rigid or do I sound too conversational or, you know, just start somewhere. And the more you write, if you're going to write online in a blog, in a newsletter, if you're going to post stuff on LinkedIn, whatever it is you choose to do in your marketing or your online positioning and branding, show up as you as best you can and just keep going. Like, don't stress over it too much. But as long as you come in with the intent to show up as you, and one of the tricks that I've used is after you write something, read it out loud as though you're telling somebody, and that will help you um, kind of hone in even further into your own voice. So show up as you in everything that you put out there, be it on LinkedIn in a LinkedIn post, be it in a speaking engagement, be it when you're networking. Like you don't have to be somebody else, just be you. So when I help my business clients to figure out how best to build their business, we always have to go with some type of marketing strategy and a networking strategy. And a lot of them initially stress out over, well, how do I show up? You know, what's the, and I'm like, just show up as you. Like lean into your strengths. Imagine having conversations with your clients or your colleagues every single day. That's you, right? That's how you show up online when you're writing. That's how you show up in person when you're networking. Don't show up any differently. Just be you. And do not worry about everybody liking you because that's actually not the point. Everybody in this world, newsflash, isn't going to like you. We're not all made to sync up perfectly with another person. It doesn't mean they hate you, but they may not be in sync with you. And that's totally okay. When you show up fully as yourself, as your best self, ready to serve others, ready to listen to others, and just be a kind human. But yet again, as, as you, as you show up every day, right, in your day-to-day -day work, then the right people are going to be more drawn to you. And then you're going to like try to figure out whether you're in-house or, you know, in private practice or wherever you are, you're going to figure out the best group of people for you, the best colleagues to be drawn to, the best groups to join within your organization. Maybe you decide you want to move into another, you know, area of law because the people there are better and it's still of interest to you. Or a different department because that's a better fit for you. Show up as you. Don't pretend to be somebody else. Position yourself as you. 
And if you're not in the right place, it's going to become very apparent because let me just tell you, if you don't position yourself as you and you position yourself in a way where you think you're going to fit in better, perhaps you will fit in better for a while. It won't last. It's not really you and you will be miserable the entire way and there is no point to that. So when we're talking about positioning, it really is showing up as you, but just making sure you're showing up as your best self, where it's congruent, where you understand who you are, what your strengths are, how to highlight them. You highlight them as best you can and you do it with a service first mentality so that you can show up as your best self to serve others. So when you are posting online, especially when you're doing it professionally, and I'm going to mostly talk about LinkedIn here. So you do want to think about, okay, how do I want to show up online? Because again, yes, you want to be authentic, but authenticity doesn't mean sharing too much information. Now, it does not mean you always have to stay professional. You could have some of your private life that you talk about that you feel is important. So sometimes I share things here on the podcast and online and in my newsletter about my kids, about their baseball, about how crazy busy our schedules are. And they always relate back to lessons learned that I think are applicable to busy working professionals who, many of which are parents, but even if you're not, if you're a busy working professional, you can still relate. And so there's a point to it, but I let you in on some of my personal life. I've sometimes shared stories around my cats and lesson learned there. So you get to know a little bit more about me and that I have cats. I've shared lessons learned from my cancer journey. I've, you know, I don't only talk business. I talk personal too, because again, we're whole people. You do not have to keep it 100% law, but you want to be very clear with, okay, how do I want to position myself? How do I want to be viewed? And then how do I show up in that way and let people in on some of my interests, on some of the things that get me excited and that I'm passionate about without sharing too much, with, while keeping it reasonable and professional and letting them to get to know me a little bit more. So something I always like to think about is what would I share with a client? If I were at an event with a client and we were talking more fully and I did this as a lawyer. All of my clients knew about my kids when I was a lawyer. Most of them had kids themselves or wanted kids or were interested in some of the things that they did. And so we would talk kids. And it, it wasn't just me talking about my kids, y'all. They talked about theirs too and their families. And so a lot of, you know, the, the clients that were attracted to me that were great clients for me were family people or people who wanted families. And they want balance was important to them. And so that's who I attracted. And so it's okay to share some of that stuff. So think about, you know, how would you share it? And what would you and would you not share? And how far would you go? And make sure you have guardrails and boundaries in place. And then just be sure to, you know, give little glimpses. Because it's okay to show that you're a human being. You want to position yourself as a human being. People are drawn to you more that way. The other thing I would say is, so you want to think about, you know, the types of things you want to share, whether it be online, networking, at work when talking with people, the things that you want to keep to yourself, the language that you want to use. I mentioned that earlier. And then also your tone, right? What tone do you usually have? 
everybody has a tome. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, start looking online to some of the people who post regularly and notice the tone that they tend to have. The tone that I have. I'd love to know what you think it is. (laughs) So you want to think about all of those things when you think about how you position yourself. And again, this applies to networking as well. You want it to be congruent. All of these things, your language, your tone, what you choose to talk about, it paints a picture of who you are, your personality, your strengths, your individual traits, how you operate with other people, with your team, with your clients. Is it really you? That's the question. Right now, is it you? Do people have a good understanding of who you are, how you show up, how you serve others? If not, what do you want to change to get it closer to that? How are you positioning yourself? This is going to help you not just show up better and more fully, but get rid of some of those nerves when you're writing a post on LinkedIn and not be so worried about how everybody else will take it, even if it's more personal. This will help you walk into a networking event and start conversing with people without worrying about, oh my God, how do I look and do I sound okay? And like without all that inner chatter, it will help you be more comfortable in your own skin and just show up more fully and authentically as you, but the best version of you. All right, that is how to review how you're positioning yourself so that you can create the best personal brand possible, the one that you want to have, so that you can better control how others perceive you and show up as your best self, which means more promotions, which means creating better results, which means creating the career you actually want. That's why this is so important. For those of you who are in private practice, I invite you to download the Client Development Blueprint. It has the five key steps that I utilize to build my practice to that first million and beyond. And it will help give you a step-by-step process for doing so without burning out, for really keeping things simple and figuring out how to focus in on utilizing your own strengths for your business development strategies so that you can be consistent, grow your business, and not feel so overwhelmed. So I will put that into the show notes for those of you who would like it. All right, that is it for this week. We will be back again next week with another guest. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow and or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both life and law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.